How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Tuesday, January the 4th. Hello, everyone. Hope you're extraordinarily well. And uh, I've got a one-story news show for you today. Let's get into it. Today's big story comes our way from Bloomberg, who are talking about the next video game from Ken Levine. Now, you might recognize the name Ken Levine for his work on games like System Shock 2, and even more importantly, Bioshock. And just for a little bit of background, the studio who made Bioshock, Irrational Games, did very, very well for itself. Bioshock Infinite came out, sold very well, but by the end of it, Ken Levine came and he said, hey, this studio has gotten too big, and I want to have a smaller team to explore some more experimental ideas. But he stayed under the parent company of Take-Two Interactive, formed Ghost Story Games, and that's where we are today. Now, Ghost Story Games has been working on their video game for nearly eight years now, which is very long to create a video game. And so this report goes all into, well, why has it taken eight years for it to happen? And the article very much paints a picture here that says that everybody kind of looks at Ken Levine as what they call an auteur. And that term basically means that a work of art is single-handedly attributed to one person because of how heavily involved they were. So you think about directors like Alfred Hitchcock or Quentin Tarantino, or in video games it would be someone like Hideo Kojima. Right, like hundreds and hundreds of people work on these products, but you only ever hear about the one artist who had the creative vision of it all. So why is this game taking so long? Here's what Bloomberg says, quote, just as critics grant Levine credit for the artistry of his games, many Ghost Story employees readily blame him for their tortured project. Levine is a flawed manager who often struggles to communicate his vision and alienates or browbeats subordinates who challenge him or fail to meet his expectations. End quote. So he started Ghost Story games with about 15 people, and apparently half of them have left the studio. They're optimistic that the game is on track but his creative process really forced them to leave. Some employees might be working weeks or months on building certain parts of the game, and then he would come around and just scrap them and put all of their work away. He would play a new game and get inspired by this new game and then reform the entire creative vision for his game. And perhaps most importantly, the game's concept is at odds with the way that he likes to direct. So they have this idea that you play the game and it's basically like Lego. You can do anything that you want, and the game is going to react to you on whatever decisions you make. And no two people would have the same experience. Definitely ambitious, and something that we hear a lot in marketing, I think. But unfortunately, this concept is something that was hard for him to direct, because he wanted every moment of the game's story to be able to be fine-tuned. Here's a quote from one of the former employees. Uh, quote, the type of game being explored does not match well with the creative process being used. End quote. Okay, so all of this is happening. People are leaving. It's taking a long time for the game to be made. Why is Take-Two still hiring this studio? And there's, I think, a couple of answers. One of them is the fact that they still kind of believe in this guy who did really, really well in a, in a number of video games to deliver, to come out with a game that's going to make them a lot of money. And perhaps more importantly, they view this studio as a quote-unquote rounding error. It does not cost them a lot of money to run this studio compared to, you know, Rockstar or 2K. And they think that ultimately it's going to be worth it in the end. So anyway, there's just a rundown of what's going on there. Apparently there could be a game possibly in two years, but the, the date has been pushed back so many times. 
that you'll just kind of not know until it's in your hands. But if the promise that they're making is true, this idea that you can do anything and the game will react, well, that would certainly be impressive, right? Okay, and before we take it away here, just wanted to let you know a few things. First of all, there's a game coming out on PlayStation today, both the PlayStation 4 and 5, called Deep Rock Galactic. This is a cooperative first-person shooter, has a multiplayer style very similar to, like, Left 4 Dead or Payday, drop-in, drop-out style. Uh, but it's very, very fun, very comedic. You're a bunch of dwarves doing some dungeon crawling. Procedurally generated, 100% destructible environments. Lots of fun, highly recommend. Specifically if you have friends to play it with. Also, if you have a PlayStation Now subscription, a few games are going to be available. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Final Fantasy 12, and Kerbal Space Program. And finally, if you have Amazon Prime, then there are lots of very fun free games for PC. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Total War Warhammer, World War Z, Two Point Hospital. Feel free to check out those offerings. And besides that, folks, I'm out of time. Thanks for being here. Greatly appreciated. Back tomorrow with the news, whatever news there is. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hello, my friends. Oh man, such an interesting story today about Ken Levine there. I think I'm I'm particularly interested in this whole idea of the auteur, right? Auteur? Auteur? I'm not sure. But it's something that happens a lot where you say, oh, so-and-so made this game. And you're like, well, actually hundreds of people made that game. It's just one person's name is on the cover. Same with film, same even with music a lot of times. I mean, how many songs are written by other people, but the performer is given all of the credit? It's kind of ridiculous. So in any event, I think oftentimes when it comes to that sort of creative director or creator, there's a lot of idealization or I guess just romanticization, romantic romanticism about the the type of creator that they are. Right? Because if you're working on your own and you're like a playwright and you're like, "Oh man, I lived in poverty for 10 years to make sure that my play was perfect and finally, you know, Nobody was taking it, but one person did, and now I'm a millionaire. You know, if I can do it, you can too. And okay, great, that's cute. You know, the life story is totally valid if that's the way you want to do things. But this story about doing it at a game studio is a little more of an issue when you start to impact other people with that work style. When you're like, hey, I'm tearing up the script every other day, which by the way means that anything that you are working on is going in the trash well, then that becomes a problem. That doesn't make it a game made by multiple people. That makes it a game made by one person. Which isn't to say everybody should have equal voice. I mean, there is an importance in having a director, somebody to make decisions about what stays and goes. But, you know, that's how you lose half your studio. That's how you get articles written about you that are like, hey, this dude's, like, weird. <laughs> if I can say that. I don't know. I do think it is a real shame that things like Hideo Kojima exists as an auteur. Because a lot of people worked on games like Metal Gear Solid V, like Death Stranding. But we only know one name. On the flip side, it can be very, very hard to understand what everybody's role in a video game is, right? Like, every single time a new video game studio is formed, we always hear these words. Ah, former developers from Take-Two Interactive, Ubisoft, Blizzard, EA. And then you're like, okay, that's great, but like, what did they actually do? Were they somebody who directed a game or were they somebody who just like was a level designer, which is I'm not saying that as a dig. 
but there are very specific roles in, in gaming. And conversely, there are also very broad roles in gaming. Some people take on the tasks of doing many, many different responsibilities depending on how many people work there. And let alone comparing one company to another. I mean, oh my gosh, don't even try. So, I, I don't know, I guess I could see it as a good thing as well for marketing purposes. But really, the marketing only benefits one person. And wherever they go, the, the news will follow them. But I suppose if they have a distinctive style that people like, and they actually are putting in their creative vision rather than just letting other people do it, then go for it, I suppose. I mean, it works when it comes to solo developers. If you think about the guy who made Stardew Valley, he had a lot of help with programming and, and porting and localization and stuff like that. But for the most part, that is an Eric Barone game. But hey, anyway, I, I don't know. It's an interesting thing, but I think in general, it benefits the group more if it's a group effort and it's recognized as such. I would really hate to work on a video game and, and you know, everybody's like, oh, what a great job this one person did. I'd be like, what? Hello? Anyway, same thing with film, though, right? Even if you are the writer, director, and producer, and actor, it's pretty rare that you're going to be the only one doing any of that. You know, you need a crew. Usually you need a cast. Anyway, in any event, thanks for tuning in, folks. I hope you have a great day. Let me know if you have any thoughts on that. Happily, uh, happily have an ear for this subject. And until next time, farewell. <laughs>